Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Radio Shorty Podcast with DJ Hi Kevin. Uh, here we are, Shorty. We're here again. Kevin, we're here. Uh, it's we're recording this one late, so I am uh, partaking. Yeah, truly. Like, yeah, after what is this called? Truly Fruit berry punch, punch uh, drink here. Um. And I'm going to try to wake myself up because it's been a long day. It's been a long week. Uh, yeah. Already. I know it's only, only like Tuesday. Or what's today? Wednesday? Wednesday. Um, and we're, we're not, what are we, 34 seconds into the podcast? My camera's already half fucked. I, you know. Half in the bag, baby. You and Troy just do the show and just leave <laughs> me out of it today. Just, you know, don't come to me. I'm no good today. The camera's a fucking mess. Just- My hair's not done. What you know? I mean, I just need a four day week weekend. That's what I, that's what I'm looking for. You're getting it. And I, I don't mean to. I don't mean to complain on the show. Yeah, people really like when you complain. That's what people love about our show. They're like, they write in all the time. Shorty, what com- great complaints you had this week? I can't Bro, wait. To what year is hear this? more next week? What year is this where they write into the show? Is it PO box? They're not actually one, writing two, three, in. This is York me PA? displaying my frustration with you mm, because mm. you always complain. Hey, I want to tease here, and hopefully uh, after Troy hangs out with us, I want to um, talk about my my dating life. Okay. Uh, which, I mean, I guess we could talk about it with Troy, uh, who's waiting in the lobby there. Yeah. Um, but but I, I don't want to make it all about me, obviously. Like, right. This is not about me. This is about the man of the hour here. Yeah. Uh, which, actually, I don't know too much about. I, I've, uh, I, I, you know, we follow each other on Instagram and that sort of thing, but. I don't, you know, you know him a hell of a lot better than I do. Um, so I think we should go ahead and intro the man of the hour. Okay. Mr. DJ Troy. Yeah. Is that what he goes by? Yeah. Mr. DJ Troy. I mean, no, but I don't know about Mr. I don't know, Troy. How do you feel about Mr. DJ Troy? I mean, I am almost 50, but don't, don't put that on me right now. That feels weird. I, I'm, I mean, like, Mr. as in, like, respect, right? I mean... As in, like, a respect thing. As in, like, you know, Mr. DJ yeah. Troy. Like, you know, for yeah. people I don't like, I just say, ah, Bob. Bob? Bob? I used Bob because, like, if I said, like, if you know if I said any other name, like, Nate, Nick, or just Kevin, they'd be like, oh, wait, does he fucking hate these guys? Like, what's going on here? Do you? Okay, whatever. Troy's no, here. I love them all. <laughs> Troy is here. We're stuck. After hours is fun. After hours, Shorty is like all over the place. I like this. Troy Miller's here with us. Uh, I actually, I think the first time I ever like learned anything about you was really off of Nepa's Sips and Ish episode, um, which Nepa's a good buddy of mine. And I just was like. He's actually here right now. Oh, right. Yeah. Nepa's, no, I gave Nepa the night off because I can't make him uh-huh. stay late. You know, I can't, I can't keep, you know, he made us grilled cheese for dinner. Yeah, we, we sent him home. He's fine. He's heading back to Ohio, right, Shorty? Uh, it's, it's weird that you had them here. It's weird that you had them there all day knowing that we were going to record at night. But it's cool. Whatever yeah, kind just, of friend you want to be. It's all right. It's after hours, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, Troy, my man. What's up? Indiana, right? I had to look up to make sure that yes, I had sir. to ask you. I didn't realize Indiana was in uh, Eastern and Central time zone. So I was kind of a little like... Oh shit! What if I just booked it for nine thirty and it's actually ten thirty? Shorty's gonna kill me. 
but you're here I with us. Slightly it, killed. It, it is nine thirty Eastern. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we're good. What? <laughs> anyway, just roll. Uh, just roll with the show. I'm dealing with camera shit. Okay? Yeah, yeah. If Shorty, if I'm gonna cut this part out, if Shorty does this, just we'll just steer just the conversation away going. from him at all costs. <laughs> I can hear you. Just like uh, you yeah. can't see me. <laughs> um, no. Oh my God! Hang on. Someone's just trying to perfect timing. Someone just tried to call me on Discord. Um, all right, cool. So uh, Troy, my man, uh, heard, learned about you a lot on Nepa's podcast. Um, you have a, a crazy entertainment background, and um, honestly, one of the most like one of the coolest parts about you that I found was that you are like in love with learning about being a DJ. Um, but before we get into like your whole DJ career starting off, tell us, just kind of give us your, uh, your elevator pitch of, of just yourself in general. Uh, you know, growing up as a kid here in, uh, Indiana, there was only one thing that I wanted to do. You know, this is Dick, the bruiser country. Um, only thing I wanted to do is growing up. Movie? Was Dick, what? Dick okay, the so bruiser, sure that wasn't a movie. World's most dangerous just... wrestler. Come on, Shorty. <laughs> oh, I don't see now. I don't watch wrestling. I think it's all fake and the chairs are made yeah, out of well, like we can get Play-Doh to that. or I mean, something. Yeah, we, we can, can get, get to that. To that. <laughs> uh, that's all I wanted to do growing up was be a wrestler. So I didn't want to play baseball, uh, school, um, the books. None of that ever, ever really appealed to all me. You know, are, studying right? hard or trying to get good. Let grades. the man talk, Shorty, please. Hey, Sorry, I was not. I was not going to do anything else but follow my dream. You know, when I got out of high school, you know, lose this, you know, put this town in my rearview mirror, and you know, off to greener pastures. Uh, that kind of happened. Uh, I did become a professional wrestler, um, which something people told me I was insane for you know, wanting to follow after my dreams. Cause people, you know, you usually dream big, but they just dream. They're dreamers. Um, I actually set out and did what I always wanted to do. I put my money where my mouth was, so to speak. And, um, I did something people told me I couldn't do. Um, and I got pretty good at it actually. So there's that, um, got a little bit of a local following, you know, and, um, that kind of inflates your ego. I mean, you guys know being DJs, we all got egos. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I feed off of that. That's what I, that's what I live for being in front of a crowd. Um, and man, just sometimes my ego got out of control. Uh, sometimes I got a little wild and did a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have done as a married man. <laughs> um, Speaking of which, I'm on my third allegedly, marriage. allegedly, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's all out. I'm I'm an open book. I'm, I'm on my third marriage right now. Um, right. So when I meet with couples, I definitely do not give marriage advice. Um, quite honestly, no. being, a, being a, a wrestler is what got me my my gig. Uh, being a DJ, uh, you know, we hired a friend for me and my wife to do our to be you know local friend. To, to DJ our wedding, and of course, the last minute backs out. Can't do it. Um, so I actually ended up booking the company that I work for now. 
Um, the owner had a DJ he just started out, was brand new, only had like a couple weddings under his belt. So he uh, said, hey, I got a guy. If I'm like, I'm desperate. I don't know nothing about weddings, you know what I mean? I hate to go. I hate going to weddings. I, I mean, that was never a fun thing that I always looked forward to before getting into the business. Um, just, I got to go. I do not want to go. We got to give these people a gift and, you know, the whole thing. Um, but, hey, we did it. Me and the owner struck up a super awesome friendship. I mean, we just hit it off right off the bat. Uh, and my wife happens to be uh, Mary Kay sales director, so she's always in, you know, in the same meeting spots as he was, you know, local Starbucks, everybody meets their clients there right. in a small town like we live in. Uh, so he'd always say, hey, your husband needs to call me. And this went on for like five years. And I'm like, I wrestle every Saturday. Um, weddings are on Saturday. So and then it got to the point where, you know what, he told me what he's going to pay me. Uh, I was reaching 40 years old at that time, uh, starting to hurt a little more than it used to. And, you know, I was thinking, hey, let's go try this out. So I went with him to a couple of weddings, and, dude, I mean, I got hooked. I, I loved music, of course. You know, it was my soundtrack on the road, you know, the highways and byways, hitting the, town to town. You know, that's all we had to do, talk wrestling and listen to great music. So I loved music. I just never knew how to put it together, you know what I mean? Sometimes I still don't. I feel Shorty's pain, especially when he was talking to Santi. I can't scratch. I don't even try because I can't do it. Yeah, I don't. So I need to get on. I feel on that fitness. I program. feel a little better knowing that, like, like so. Nate Nelson was here in Greenville uh, two weeks ago to see Justin Reed, and we were all palling around, and he and I were just driving down the road, and I we were talking about something, and he looked at me, he's like, he's like, bro, I can't fucking scratch, like, I, but I still like, I know I'm good at what I do, like, I know I can play all the right music and. Everything goes off flawlessly. And so I think that, uh, um, you know, we all, like you were saying, we all have egos. And so like that, that there is a part of you that, that, that ego wants that you're like, okay, well I've got this right. mastered. Now I want that. Cause I want to be the best and I want to be on social media and I want to be at the biggest weddings ever. Like, you know, like, I, you know, I think that that's, that's part of it. So you said you wrestled and you said you like music. So now I have a, the, the, Best question of the night, and it's going to be early here. What was your theme song, or what was your intro song when you came out as a wrestler? There you go. Here, when I got to my height, um, I used Skillet's Hero. So that was my. Okay, I had no clue what that is. Not even a lot. Of, I don't even a skillet to me is a pan on a, right. on a kitchen. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I got you. But yeah, that was my. That was my interest music. Is really, you know, a feel good song, get you pumped up and ready to tear okay. somebody's head off. So, it's not yeah. I want to dance with somebody. I always think yeah. that wrestlers <laughs> should like switch it up. You know, I think like instead of these hardcore rock songs, like you should play like fucking Miley Cyrus "Party in the USA." Like, like you know, it's a left turn. The audience is gonna be like, "What the right. fuck is going on?" They're there never was, gonna forget it either. You know? There was a couple guys that have done that. You know, they use Britney Spears and. Take me home tonight. Uh, the crowd definitely; those were definitely songs that people would chant to. So, oh my god, mine would be like "I'm sailing." Oh away. my god, dude! I would, I would totally do that. <laughs> I was actually that was going to be my next question as well. Would your walkout song be "Shorty"? <laughs> That'd be. <Yeah. laughs> that, that's what would yours be, Kevin? 
Uh, well, my karaoke song is I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston, so I can't use that. It's got to be saved for the dive bars. Um, okay. I don't know. So, like, I, I try to think, like, I believe it or not, at 123 pounds soaking wet, I, pay, I played football in high school. Um, and I would always listen to Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name of, like, right as we were pulling into the school. There you go. Just to, like, you know, because, like, dude, you really, like, music has that incredible power, right? That it can make you super happy or it can make you like super like a little aggro just like that, you know, just by right. I used to uh, I used to work for the AV department at my college and I would play Rick Ross in my ears to literally just so that people wouldn't talk to me because I was like, I got to get from right. A to B. So how do how can I put a permanent stink face on I just Rose, right. you know, just oh. Oh, oh. Right. So uh, yeah, music is incredible like that, that's, man. That's so true. Have you have you watched the Woodstock uh, '99 documentary yet? Yes, I have. Dude, Fred, that's perfect. I mean, basically, he whipped <laughs> that crowd into a frenzy with break stuff, and they tore the whole place down. Yeah. So yeah. and then and then right after that, wasn't it Bush came on? So it was like Fred Durst is like <laughs> fucking throwing tables out to the audience, and then all of a sudden they were like. <laughs> Kevin, Poor Kevin just spit his drink everywhere. I legit just had to mute my microphone. I was about to spit out every. <laughs> and then literally, Fred's like, "Yo, see you later." And then Bush comes out. That's like that was the lineup. Oh my god! And then I think after that, like they did that again. It was like the next night they did like um, I I want to say it was like um, not Limp Biscuit. Fred, it was uh, oh, who the fuck was popular then? Like some forty one or something. I don't know something something sure. hardcore alien ant farm like, or something uh, like that. And then it was like Sarah Bareilles or I don't know whoever was like popular. Sure. Something was something just cool. like was it Jewel? Was it? I don't know. She oh my god! Like, yeah, Dude, they took so these funny. left turns, and I'm like, no wonder they burnt the fucking place to the ground. You had them like playing rock songs, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're you're singing, you know. Uh, I'm a little torn. I'm already, you know, like I don't think the contaminated. This is how I feel. It didn't have anything to do with it. I'm sure the contaminated, you know, toilet oh water. Which, by the way, that song "Torn." I'm not gonna lie to you. When I was in like eighth grade, man, I was singing the fuck out of oh, that yeah. song. I mean, oh yeah, I had my Walkman still, on. That's, that was off. all me, dude. I'm gonna say it again. It probably still go off. Torn, yeah. You're actually oh, yeah. probably right. I um, I've been trying to find songs during dinner hour to play that's just like different. That's just like not your like usual like Frank Sinatra. Like I mean, I still play all that, but like trying to find these songs, these just like hidden gems that we haven't really thought about in 20 years. Um, I did play. It was on the request list, the must play, and the, the it was for dinner. She had a uh, oh, fuck. What is it? Uh, Purple Rain. Prince. Ooh. There you go. Sure. And so, like, the first note dropped. Of course, everybody knows it. And, uh, like, literally by the end of it, they all had their iPhones out, just like, you know, <laughs> with their, their, their head, their, their headlights, their flat, their flashlight on, on their, uh, oh on my. Their phone, so. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. So I, I just can imagine Troy, like, you know, and now up next, it's Troy. And then, like, Prince Purple Rain starts playing as he comes down uh. to wrestle some big fucking guy. Well, I, I feel like sing-alongs would work for but that. But you're totally though. right, like what Nate was saying, though, as far as he says he can't scratch. Um, even I throw some clunkers in there from time to time, you know, like the shoes in the dryer, it happens. Um, but I think each guy 
each person, you, Kevin, myself, we have something special about us that we bring to the table. We may not be the best at everything as a whole, but we know what we're good at and we bring it to the table and we deliver. So, yeah, 100%. For the longest time, for the longest time, like as an owner, like I always felt behind. I always felt like, oh, I need it now. Like I like, oh, my competitor got that. Like oh, I gotta fucking buy that now. Like you know, because it's just that's again, like that's kind of I think where the ego goes. Where you're like, well, I've got to be the best too. Like if I if I don't have that toy, no one's gonna book me. And then you know, as I get older, I, like now I look back and I'm like, you know, like uh, our competitor has the spinny photo booth thing or the three sixty or whatever. And I literally told Justin, I go, look, I'm going to put it on my website, but they're going to, like, I, I'm not buying one. They, you can have it. You can have every fucking dime from that thing. I don't want it. Like, you know, so the older you get, I think the ego uh, or the ego should uh, dissipate right. a little as, as you, as age comes about. Um, so you went from wrestling to DJing, which is like, again, that is a left turn all in itself. I don't know too many wrestlers that turn uh, DJing. And you said that the guy, so the guy did your wedding, right. the, the guy well, from the DJ a, company. Yeah, he, had a, he had a guy do it for us, but. Okay. Yes, the owner, so we, the DJ yeah. company did your, yeah, did your wedding. But then, so like what, what made the guy decide to like continue to call you? Would you say for like five years? And was he, was he adamant and like, yo, you need to come work for me? Right. Just because, I mean, I still had a presence on social media. Um, just, you know, I had a, had a wrestling following uh, and just my personality. Uh, I don't know what it was. Um, some people say it's that it factor. That's it. Um, I don't know. We just hit it off and I can basically, I stood in front of people in my underwear with a microphone. So if I could do that, being in a How suit. How does it work or, for your weddings? Oh, oh, that, oh, that wasn't a <laughs> Okay. Okay. Right. Different twist. <laughs> but if I could do that, I mean, being in front of people like that and just being able to command attention and basically sure. dude, it goes hand in hand really because as a wrestler you gotta read the crowd. You gotta get the crowd to play right into your hands and that's helped so much in being a DJ. Even though I never knew exactly what I was doing, like my first couple of weddings, um, I went to Jason is the owner, Jason Carpenter, DJ Sound Solution. Um, the first wedding I went to with him, I wrote every song down in my notes on my iPhone in order. That and you were going to first... play? Oh, no. Every song that he played. And oh, then my first wedding, okay, okay. I, I did the exact same thing that he did at my first wedding. And then I started getting requests, you know, and then, oh, that song really worked. Huh? Let me mark that down. So that's just what I what I did starting out. It was just... You know, I put together songs that I liked and songs that I knew people liked and wanted to dance to. And, man, it just, you know, you just got to gauge what people, you could just, you know, I mean, you can read a, a crowd shorter. You can tell when people need this or they need that or it's time to turn it up, crank it up to 11 or it's time to bring right. them down. Yeah. Great just like in a wrestling well, it's also like it's also like testing things too, where so Sunday I had a wedding and it was uh, in North Carolina and I didn't know this because uh, I don't watch movies and if Framit listens to the show, you know this. Uh, and I posted that photo, Kevin, of the, the, the mountains with the lake in the middle. Yeah. And Great someone view. replied, 
someone replied and was like, how many, uh, how many times did you play Time of Our Lives? Like, I've had the time of our lives and I know, mm-hmm. whatever. And I literally replied to the dude and was like, none? Why? And they were like, that's where Dirty Dancing was filmed. Oh, I dude, I did back, see that comment. I replied yeah. back. I was like, never seen the movie. So, so I didn't know, but I was in Lake Lure, and it was, uh, you know, the, the, the wedding was for, I don't know, 45, 50 people. Not, you know, not a ton of, not like 200 people. Right. Um, and the playlist was like, man, I was like looking at it. And some of the songs she had on there, I was like, fuck, man, I haven't thought about these songs in like a decade. Like, bro, I, like, the greatest, you were talking about, like, not mixing, or you're, like, you're choosing a dryer sometimes. I also think that, like, we look at, like, all these DJs on TikTok that are doing these mixes and these mashups. I'll tell you the greatest fucking thing is, like, literally just not even worry about mixing. And I dropped Tutti Fruity by Little Richard, and the 80-year-old, like, couple that are dancing together, bro, I mean, that that beats can, scratching and mixing into any fucking TikTok song like just watching those old people have fun I don't know man that for me I was like okay like this isn't my typical 200 person 20 to 25 year old you know person wedding but it just uh you know it, it, it I don't know where we even go with this, this I don't know where are you going with it <laughs> it was great I loved it sorry Troy there was a question I was going to ask behind it Troy and then I don't know it's gone. No worries, no worries. But uh, Kevin is listening to two. Island, did you hear it come out of my headphones? I'm sorry, that was way too loud. I was just like, I gotta make sure this is a, this is a, like 145 beats per minute, dude. Right. Bro, Tell me you mixed like into fucking, pony, bro. I didn't you, mix it all, bro. You gotta like half tempo that pony? and put it put pony after that. Sometimes like, I mean I watch those nah, guys, man. and I get I get jealous. I mean I got, I got that that FOMO and that envy, especially when I see all you guys. At like when you guys are all at a convention together and everybody's around the table and you got Big Earn sitting there and you <laughs> got DJ Big Earn, Nate right? Nelson and Nepa and it's like so all the Big cool Earn kids. is Big Earn sitting at the table. He's got like a five hundred dollar cigar in his mouth. He just rolled up in like a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar rental. Like that dude rolls like I deep, see, man. I mean. Yeah. Rolls deep. Speak, so, you, so you're jealous of that? Troy, come to a fuck. Let, let's go. Let's get you on a plane. Do they have planes in Indiana? Like, what's going on? Planes, man, that's the problem. I work nonstop. Literally nonstop. Uh, I do work a day job. I'm sure we're going to touch on that some. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do do that. Uh, that is basically just for insurance purposes. Um, the benefits sure. are great. Uh, I work at a university. My free tuition for my kids. <sighs> Uh, oh, that, yeah, that that's uh, worth it, bro. It's it's tough to. I can miss any time I want, pretty much, to take off for a, you know, that Friday wedding or whatever. So it's it's tough to give that up because it's always there, especially when you know I was almost to the point where I was like, forget this, I'm not doing this no more during right. the pandemic when it hit. Then it came, and I was like, man, I'm glad I had this, basically, a little bit to fall back on, but. It's just, yeah, you know, I do that. I work five to two, so I got to get up like four o'clock in the morning usually Jeez. to get to work. Oh. So right when Kevin and I are going to bed from playing Fortnite, basically, that's, you could text us and we're awake. I, and then, uh, you know, and then like tonight I DJed and then I jumped on the podcast with you guys. So I've been going since four this morning. Um, 
And dude, I'm no spring chicken anymore, so sometimes Bro, it gets tough. And then plus, you know, I'm, I'm looking at your Instagram right now, and the photo you posted yesterday. I mean, you, you like you get the big fucking smile. You get the suit. I mean, you're looking fresh, my friend. You're looking fresh. I'm trying. I'm trying. He's fresh, man. He's he's no spring chicken, but he's a fresh laid egg, baby. Yeah, I'm no spring chicken anymore, and uh, you know, DJ and. You know, two, three times every week. Uh, it's just tough for me to block out time when I could be making money or spending time with my family and taking off. My wife's gone enough. You know, she's always in Dallas or this place or that place for Mary Kay. And it's like we're always going two different directions. Right. And I don't know. I need to just make it happen. She tells me, do it. She says, just go do it. Oh, she's like, I come on. Yeah. Do it. So Bro. we'll have to see. It just ta- it'll take some planning, you know, s- just for me to sit down with the calendar and say, look, I'm going to go do this and just block it out and go do it. So, yeah. Hey, I love putting in the technical difficulties in the edit. Um, <laughs> you do? Uh, I mean, no, I don't. But um, I literally just ran around and uh, I turned both my laptops off of Wi-Fi. I unplugged uh, Roku stick, and then I also unplugged every Amazon like Echo thing I could find. So yeah, so I'm really hoping Teddy has no TV to watch. She's just sitting in the dark all by herself. Oh, I left that. That's that's upstairs. That's on the Wi-Fi okay, extender. So, so sure. hopefully that's <laughs> hopefully that sticks. Um, but I'm you really like run upstairs. You're like Teddy. You're not allowed to do anything until Teddy, we turn everything off. Teddy, turn read it a off. book. Read a book. Don't turn the light on, though. <laughs> um, Troy, I apologize for um, Comcast Xfinity interrupting you. Um, you were talking about, uh, so you were saying your day job, right? You're right. up at 4 a.m. for that to get there at 5 to 2, and then, uh, you know, anything else that you might have. And then you, we were talking a little bit about today because we had originally scheduled for like around dinner time-ish or something like that to record this. But then you're like, hey, last-minute gig came in. I got to work. Can we do it after? And I was like, how are we supposed to say no to that, man? The guy's out there hustling. So, and you were telling me a little bit about the event that you were doing (laughs) before we got started. Um, Would you care to share? (laughs) It was the class reunion of 1960. So we're looking at roughly 80 years old. They had it tonight, like on a Wednesday? Tonight on a Wednesday. They don't know what day of the week it is, bro. It's true. They're fucking... <laughs> so... Also, dinner is like four, so I kind of understand. Yeah. Right, right, right. right, right. Yeah. Like, they're in right. bed by like seven. Right, right. Yeah, we started at five, ended at nine. Um, little few announcements, you know, and uh, a little bit Turn of cake. hearing aids up. Right, right. I was, dude, I was like literally at a, not even a three, two and a half, and I was told to turn it down. So, and just ignore it, you know, just ignore it. There he is again. What, uh, what are you playing? Like, what are you, what are your top hits at the reunion? Top hits. Tutti Frutti? (laughs) Literally, dude. I think I did play that, actually. Surf City by Jan and Dean went off. Wooly Bully went off. Uh, Yeah, a couple Frank Sinatra songs. They could slow dance too. Yeah, 
But yeah, 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 I'm sure there's not a lot of like what is what is our reunion going to be like? Like, so my 20 year reunion is next year, which again puts me at you know 38. So like I'm still young ish, but I I do think about when I, if I make it to like 60 or whatever or 70. Which I mean, part of me is just like, just take me out back at that point. Like, just don't, just don't, don't, just don't do it. But like, if I make it there, and like you think about our culture today, like you know how we grew up in high schools and there were booty dancing and that sort. Of, like, is that still happening? Like, are we playing Usher? Yeah, and we're just like, you know, we put, everybody's gonna be all popping Viagra and. Gonna be cool. yeah. yeah, like are, are we are we fucking are we are we getting our grind on from the girl from you know senior year? I think we're gonna cheering? be trying. Like what's going on there? I think we're gonna be trying you know, a couple of Viagra's and I mean you know blue blue chew. I want to step in and stop this conversation right now before, <laughs> <laughs> before we get any further down this road. Uh, it's an interesting question. It is. Like, it's a valid question, but hard stop when you start mentioning Viagra. Hard, All right, hard sure. stop indeed. <laughs> that's a hard go, baby. That's a hard. See? There you go. Salute, girl. There you go. There you go. This is shorty one truly deep. Trying to get liquid death. Imagine me with three. Podcast. Shorty's going to get. Blue Chew, the sponsor. Blue Chew, man. I actually heard about that for the first time on another podcast. It was advertised. I didn't know that. Like, it was. A, it's a chewable Viagra. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, it's Blue Chew. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. What it was color a, is it, Kevin? Oh, I uh, I have that on. Pl- I can't. I don't have my sampler on right now. I'm sorry. I know. I mean, podcast it's on. Go- I mean, I hear it. In your Did you hear it through the headphone at least? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, in post. In post. I'll add it in post. You bet. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, Troy, you were doing this uh, 190th uh, wedding re- re- reunion, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Old people, right? Um, so, like, that's that's funny because um, – so you had mentioned sort of is like uh, the when you brought it up to me, you were like, hey, this is what we got to do as the second man, you know? And I think you've I – don't, I don't know if you just, like, casually brought that up, but, like, I've spoken on being a second man before – and I did like a thing with Joe Bunn about it. So like, I'm really curious to hear your side of like the DJ side of things. Like, you know, you got to work on a Wednesday night, five to nine, you got to do those, you know, less desirable events and stuff like that. So you've done a lot like this. Tell us a little bit about like your experience as a second man. Uh, sometimes. I mean, I'm not going to say I do a lot, but uh, the owner of the company, he started here where I am in Grant County. Um, Really, this is a small, it's like really the poverty level in this community is like number two in the state. Um, So he has recently taken our business to where basically number one in flourishing. Um, So our business is basically tripled. That's where most of our business was, is down in Indianapolis anyways, Um, the biggest, you know, biggest city in the state. And uh, the capital, and that's where, you know, it's an hour and a half for me. So usually every weekend I have an hour and a half, two-hour drive to wherever I'm going. Um, but that's, you know, that's our bread and butter. That's where the money is. So he moved down there. And uh, still in this community, we still get those gigs where, you know, people, they still want us because, you know, of the name and this, this is the reputation and the services that we provide. So... Um, there's some things that he still books here and then, you know, instead of him being the one that does it, it gets 
you know, relinquished down to me, which is understandable when he can stay at home, still make his cut, and I'm five minutes away. There's no sense in him driving all the way down here to do something like tonight. So, Right. Yeah. Um, so are you – you're the type of person like you want to stick in the second man thing. Are you looking to like eventually become like an owner? Like, what's the future kind of holds for you as far as DJ? So many people that ask me that question, you know. Yeah, I, I figured. Have, <laughs> I have no desire, no desire, no aspiration at all to own my own company. To have that much stress. To, I mean, my boss, he's like ten years younger than me. He looks ten years older. He's got a full head of gray hair, and I laugh at him all the time. You know, he's getting lines in his head, and I'm like, dude. I don't want I don't want those problems. I, so yeah. Jason, I love you, but I don't want gray hair until it, you know, <laughs> I can still cut it out. Um, Thanks. I I have something just, to look forward to. I you appreciate know, it. Salute. He takes care of me. You know, I get those, those gigs that that he may not have to do. You know what I mean? But you know, if if there's if there's something that he can send me on, you know, that he wouldn't normally send another guy on, something that he feels he'd have to take care of as an owner. He has complete faith and confidence in sending me, you know, and that, that, that makes me feel good because, you know, he trusts yeah. me with things that, you know, basically his baby, his name, his brand, his reputation, and he trusts me to go out and get the job done, and he knows he doesn't have to worry. So, yeah, that's and it. that's it's definitely like the flip side of the coin, right? Yeah, you know, like sometimes you, you, you're the person that, you know, that does book first, so, of course, you're going right. to get picked first or you got to, like, jump out, and obviously with your – uh, geographical situation, you might, you know, get sucked back into those things. However, being the first guy that they go to is an amazing feeling, you know, like being able to talk shop, bro, you fly that flag so proudly. It's, it's so exciting to see like you being sort of like a, you know, a presence for the company. And I think that a lot of, uh, you know, like shorty, I'm going to ask you a question because I think this is an interesting dynamic having like another second man here. And then of course you as an owner and then me being able to have seen like both sides of it, I get to ask everybody the questions and I'm stoked. Um, yes. but, uh, so, you know, cause like I've been in those situations where like you got to get up early and do like the random, uh, like marketing networking stuff, you know, but you get trusted with that too. And, you know, Troy, you strike me as the type of guy that um, you get put into a situation and you make it your own and you start to, like, cradle it and nurse it. And eventually you just, like, love the thing, you know. So while I know you weren't having the best time at dinner tonight, <laughs> I saw that picture you put up of like you just completely phoned it in and you had, like, a dinner jazz playlist on or something like that. I was like, I've been there so many times and I totally understand where he's at. But at the end of the event, someone's going to come up and they're going to say, Troll, you did a great job. They're going to shake oh, your did. hand. They loved it. Yeah, they, loved they it. love it. They love it. So uh, I was out there dancing with them, you know. They loved yeah, it. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it, and that type of energy is super contagious. And so, Shorty, uh, I know, like, lately, I've, I've been kind of busting your balls a little bit about, um, you know, like, oh, look out, your next wedding is, you know, September 25th. What are you going to do, buddy? Like... My next wedding is September twenty fourth. Is it? Re oh my god! <laughs> September twenty fourth. That's crazy. So I just had my I just had my wedding Sunday, uh, which was what August twenty seventh, right? Eighth, and then uh, my next one's uh, September twenty fourth. Yeah. So so you, in you've busted my balls a little, yeah. I I and I I will never stop busting your balls because you're my friend, I, oh, and that's just the way yep. it works, right? 
but kick um, me when I'm down. <laughs> not, not when you're <laughs> down. I kick you to. Uh, and but so when I first busted your balls, I think demand might have been there too, and we were just like, like he are, was. You're you're good, right? Like you're you're good for. Like I, I genuinely am. Like, are you you're gonna be okay with it? Like I just, you know, because I know how I feel. Like over the winter, you know, season, you know, like especially this past winter was just like instantly slow, and I jumped back in. Uh, weekend in February, and I had three weddings right away. Like, my first wedding weekend was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that was like, you know, that's trial by fire if I've ever had it. You know, I took, you know, like the, the whatever, 35 days without a wedding. And then, you know, of course, I'm still DJing. But, like, without a wedding, sometimes, you know, like, you can kind of fall off the horse a little bit. Shorty, I'm not asking if you've fallen off the horse. I know that you, you loved kicked. and got kicked by me. I was right there. Uh, steel toe. Um, but so like with, you know, you, you have to trust a lot of people, right. To kind of like take over yeah. your, your spots, you know? Yeah. Uh, how's that feel? Yes. Is the short answer. The long answer is like, um, you know, we have a good group of guys and we've hired a bunch of more. And I had a conversation with Nate last week. Um, just Nate Nelson, um, basically like all right well how do i do like you know don't don't just give me the shit that you do but like can you guide me in a sense of like all right we have five more guys we're bringing in like how do what do we do what's the first step and i mean and nate was telling me is what his, kind of what they do at la force and i was like oh shit like we're doing it all wrong like we are we're, we're not doing it the way we should be doing it when he explained it to me you know he was like um you know we do it this way Cause you know, with like controllers and music and stuff, that's like, you know, that, that's, that's like driving a car. But like when you go to like be in the driver's education class, they don't just throw you in the car, you know, that you're, you're behind a desk and you're looking up, you know, questions in the book and you have to answer A, B or C or whatever. So we have been, and I'll admit it. Like we, we, you know, we probably chained the first group of guys wrong, you know, um, and so looking at it and just constantly talking to guys like Nate and Glenn and uh, Demand. Like, I, man, I was on the phone with Demand for like an hour and a half yesterday. Just like we were just talking and riffing and we were like, I was asking him like just different things. And he was like, oh, you know, I do this. And he's like, the reason why I do it this way is blah, blah, blah. You know, like, and I was like, wow, it actually makes a lot of sense and in, in doing it that way. So, um it's like it's funny like you guys do make fun of me for like having one event a month like me being out and then i looked at my calendar for october and i was like i have five <laughs> like, oh, i was God. like what <laughs> i have five like i freaked out which i may give one of those to somebody else but anyway um <laughs> my my point is like i also feel like uh and, and troy maybe you can also uh you know react to this as well because I don't know how I don't know your boss. I don't know how how often he goes out or whatever. But for me, you know, I can go to venue meetings. I can meet vendors. I can you know I can connect with those people. Like I can have lunch with wedding planners and to, you know what can we do to be better? Like what can we do to continue to be on your good side? Like what can, you know and all that sort of thing. So like, and then being in the office and you know. I think a lot of people think I just come in here and sit down and like watch Tim the Tatman on Twitch, YouTube or something, you know? And it's like, 
you know, I've got them on in the background. Don't worry. But like, I'm, you know, I'm steadily working. There's a lot of things that are going on. There's a lot, like, I'm just, my brain constantly is just like turning. And so I like the fact that I can be in here five days a week as my job. And I like the fact that I do now get weekends off. Like I get yeah. to enjoy the weekends, but I will say that the weddings that I am doing, like when I show up, like I literally am just like, like at the last song, when the last note hits, I'm like, I, I gave it everything. I literally just like my foot was on the gas the entire time. The car has no more fuel in it. Like the wheels are falling the fuck apart. There's no more brake left. Like I've, I gave it every single fucking ounce that I had because I do still love what I do. I love, um, I do love going out. I love, yeah. you know, being a part of the couples, but I also love the fact that, you know, I do have guys that come to this warehouse every weekend and I now don't ever have to worry like about shit. I don't have to worry about that. And so it's good to have guys like you, Troy. But so, so Troy, my question to you is, is your boss a lot like that as well, where he's not out a hundred, you know, 150 weekend, 150 weekends, 150 <laughs> events a year. Sleepy shorty I, is fun. I think he slash would, truly. I think he would like to be. Um, there was a time when we had seven guys um, under the, DJ Sound Solution banner, um, but along the course of the a few months, we lost like three of them. So he still loves what he does. So he still has a passion, and he still likes to get out there and DJ. He doesn't know what he would do if he didn't. Um, so he's DJing right. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday every weekend. Usually, he books himself wow. first, um, and then he still handles all the the meetings and all the everything. Um, we just recently switched over to Vibo, so he that's been a oh, lifesaver for everybody, dude. but especially for him. Um, but he, we're trying. We're, we're in the process of, you know, we want three at least three more DJs right now. We actually had one DJ even pass away a couple months ago. So we had a full calendar, um, had a massive heart attack, and unfortunately we lost him. Um, so it's just been hit after hit. One guy was uh, drunk at a gig, and the photographer – of all people, you know, t told the venue we're preferred at this venue. So the venue, you know, gets on what is right. going on with your DJ here. So that was a whole thing. Um, just a lot of craziness, you know, with and just trying to find people that want to work, especially in our line of work that write somebody. It's just tough. So right. if he gets to that point where he built up a roster of guys where he doesn't have to worry about, he probably will start taking some time off, but right now it's just, you know, pedal to the metal. Yeah. I think that, you know, for what we do, it's like, and not to knock any other profession in our industry, but, you know, if you're the cake person, uh, you know, making the cake and you need people to deliver the cake, like, you know, if you can find someone and train them to go, this is how the te how to put the tears on the cake and this is how to decorate it and that sort of thing. And let's say they do it wrong, right? Let's say they do the wrong job or they do it and they don't do it perfectly. Like, yeah, I guarantee the couple's not going to be happy about it, but the, the event goes on right for us. If your DJ gets shit faced and just falls out drunk, like no That's one it. knows how to operate our shit. Like yeah. it's, it's us, you know, no That's one knows what to do. Reputation on the line. You can't just, 
go out and do stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that's like, I think that's my biggest um, hurdle. I think it's the biggest hurdle for any, any multi-op uh, is, you know, we do look at guys like clock and Janai and LaForce. And we're like, how the fuck do you have 25 people? Like, what are you guys doing? And all you rock know, stars. And, all of them, yeah. It's 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 fucking it's fucking unreal. And so it's like, you know, for me, man, I it goes back to what I was telling you earlier, where like I wanted the the item, I wanted, you know, my competitor got this and I need to buy this. And so like, yeah, my competitors may have, you know, five or six more DJs than me, but I always think that slow and steady sometimes wins the race. Right. Um right. and and I, I you know, I am through therapy and a lot of other things in my life that have taken place. Like I've definitely, uh, kind of started looking at things a little differently where like, you know, Hey, if my competitor has 20 other guys, at least I know now that if we're booked up, I at least now 100% know I've got someone I can trust to go, Hey, you know, sorry, we're booked. Yeah. That's where we are right now too. At that point, he's got, you know, a core group of guys. All of us are usually Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, plus him. Um, he doesn't have to worry about a thing. Everything goes off the way it's supposed to. Um, so it's just one of them things where you, if it's, you know, if it's not broke, you don't want to fix it. But yeah, well, that's still, uh, he'd like to add a few more guys where he's lighten his load. That's, and that's where you start to add other people in is you do start to lighten the load. But then at the same time, like a, I think like a restaurant is, is run in a very similar way where you have so many like serving staff so that you can always have coverage. But then you get to the point where you have like almost too much coverage and then you don't want to like start yep. taking money away from people that they've been expecting it for a really long time either, you know? Right. Yep. Um, but like the, I will say that, uh, you know, in, I've heard a lot of stories about DJs getting drunk and getting fired on the spot, you know, oh, because no. of venue relationships, bro. Like that's, that type of stuff is, is just, it'll it'll leave a hole in your head you know See, and you you'll have trouble us. he told me from day one he says i don't i don't fire djs djs fire themselves literally so, it's I mean, it's it's not uh i mean maybe the the actual djing stuff seems like rocket science to most people but just about everything else is not it's like don't drink when you go to your job get there on time you know early even like I've just in the past week, I've had so many accidents happen on my way to a wedding. I'm leaving four hours early, even if it's the place is like twelve minutes down the road. I'm not risking right. it anymore. Like right. that's you know, and Kevin, that's, you and I, you and I, are, you and I are the same in that. Like my wedding in North Carolina was an hour away, so it wasn't that far. But I, I'd never been there. The wedding started at five. Sam and I arrived at the venue at like one forty-five, two o'clock, something like that. And and so like, you know. Being there early, we have everything set up. The up lights are set up. The photo booth, like Sam and I had time to like just relax, you know, relax, just kind of like not have to rush in and, and stress. Yeah. Because uh, I think I saw Kevin, you were rolling through like, I don't know, you look like the Dukes of Hazard one week. Bro, I'll you put the, I'll put the video in. Come on, fuckers. Please keep driving. Stop stopping. Oh my God. I literally, yeah. I was, I was stuck on the highway. I had left extra early. I was stuck on the highway for over 30 minutes. 
before I did what I did, I literally prayed like in my car. And I was like, God, you got it. You got to get me there. This is someone's wedding. This isn't, this isn't about me at all. Like get me there. I'm working by myself. It was like 90 minutes away. It didn't seem like it was going to be a big deal. When I work by myself, I get there super early, you know, yeah. and I was like, there's no reason this should be happening. By the end of it, I was cutting, I was driving off the highway onto the grass, cutting in between buildings. I'll put the video in the final. Like, it's literally York Technical Institute on the side of 83. I'm just like, fuck this. And everybody, like, everybody was doing it, but it was, it was an incredibly frustrating moment. And, you know, the stuff that, like, the stuff that people don't see that we do. And I realize I'm speaking preaching to the choir here because nobody listens that isn't a dj except for my parents um you know but like that's that's the shit that that we have to live with and that we definitely got to work through you know so like working through hey listen we just fired somebody last weekend you got to pick up this extra job you know it's like you know maybe you had your weekend already planned out you know but then you just got to pick something up and that's i think where like being the second man so troy like how much of the behind the scenes stuff like you seem to know a lot about it is are you like jason's first guy that he goes to to kind of like vent some of the stuff to like bounce ideas off of like how much of that behind the scenes stuff are you a part of uh pretty much a lot of it i mean sometimes yeah. you know or i hang out with a lot of the dj owners around you know they they tell me i'm not one of the boys or what you know i'm not one of the guys i i'm like i'm one of them i'm not one yeah. of the just not like a normal dj Cause I get it, I guess is what they say, but, uh, I'm privy to some of them conversations, but usually, you know, he'll, he might bounce ideas off another business owner or something like that. But as far as what's going on with the company, he always keeps us in the loop and, and bounces ideas off of me and, um, things that he wants to try to change or he wants to try to do stuff like that. So that's super cool, man. That's, I mean, that's an incredible amount of trust to have, you know, to like bring you into like kind of that inner circle, you know? Seems like right. uh, like you you guys feel similar about each other and sort of just like hey you know like Troy you're obviously there to help I don't think right. you've done anything that would like hurt the company clearly you know bro that rap you just got on oh my god man on your on your your prime is that a prime two yeah yeah oh my shorty have you seen the rap on yeah you can go look on his Instagram I'm like, I'm right, now. right now I don't. And that's some I don't understand why guys why more guys don't use those things. I don't need my laptop. I mean, I have it there, of course. Sure. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll play a, you know, a Spotify dinner jazz playlist off of it right. or whatever. But you literally do not need. You plug in your stick, and everything's there. It streams. I I need my two hundred thousand songs. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just I need like I need you know like I mean, if some Wi-Fi. if some grandma requests some song from like 1913, like I got you, girl. I got you. It does everything. I mean, it runs off title. It runs off beat source. Yeah, it'll do literally anything. It is like the. I do think. I do think that's the future. Obviously, right. um, I also think that like like th- those of us myself like that are just so they're so in love with our laptops right i i mean i don't know i just don't know if i could i don't know if i could get away from not having my laptop Dude, i don't know what I it is think, i didn't think i could either but i mean i'm I'm still running a 2012 macbook pro i put a terabyte in it the thing works like it's brand new 2013 will baby get, right 2013 i am in the process you know the next big purchase i'm gonna get it will be the m1 chip and all that stuff but 
because this thing is just you know it's only a matter of time it's on it won't update it won't do anything but play it'll play music and stuff like that of course yeah. but, but you don't have to worry about that because you no, got your I'm, sticks it's amazing i still gotta yeah. get music somewhere to put on the stick though sure that's my problem there you so go i don't yeah. want to lose everything and then yeah I will say the one argument that I do have against going full stick um, is like the vinyl side of things, you know, like to, to be able to use that, you do need like a laptop unless they build like the S 13 and that has a USB straight into it somehow that can then, you know, like run control vinyl or run phase through, I guess maybe you could, there's something there. There's gotta be something there, you know? Um, or that might just be my lack of experience with using USBs, but you know, I've heard a lot of people talking about it and, and I definitely just always want to have like a USB prepared at the very least with crates just available on it because you know, you never know, you might show up to DJ somewhere and and it's just not what you expected. Right. Right. I think it is like the, the, like, like what you're using the Denon, what what is this thing called? The, what, what Denon prime Prime two. Yeah. Yeah. Two where you don't use your laptop and all that. Like, I, I think that is like kind of the beginning stages of like what the future kind of holds. I look at like Oculus the same way where it's like, like if you, I don't know if you know what an Oculus, if you have one or have used one, but you know, they're a little bulky. It's kind of goes over your face. This sort of thing. I look at it like it's kind of in the Atari phase, nice. you know, at this point, like, you know, it, it like we, we're going to look at it in 10 years. Like we, we were that bulky piece of shit on our head. Like, you know, and I, I often wonder like, how much smaller do the controllers get for us? How much, like what, how smaller does the screen get? Does it just like, is it, is it going to get to a point where technology, like, like let's say you don't even need a screen, right? Let's just say like you, or, or you need, you know, I don't know, a tinier screen and you play. And I've talked about this to somebody, by the way. So this, if they take my idea, I, I, this is my idea. But, like, let's say you're playing, like, Promiscuous Girl or whatever, right, on deck one. Right. Like, will it eventually get to a point where, like, deck B will suggest, like, three or four songs that, like, you already have started playing at other parties? You can. So, like, yeah. wait, wait, what? It already you, does? You can uh, set up smart algorithm. crates. Yeah, yeah, I mean, algorithm, DJ, uh, DJ Pro, I mean, you can run it off your cell phone. Um, and basically, it, it suggests songs in the same genre the same everything so you yeah i think um uh t-dub tyler wall tyler wallace right i I honestly only know him as t-dub um from boston he's running uh that oh yeah he does the the show yeah he were the 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 boston show the one that troy should go to yeah yeah yeah, sure okay whatever so tyler right he um he i think he made smart crates that if based on like the song you're playing, if you set up your genre, if you set up like your keys appropriately and you set your BPM, which I know Serato does a lot of that for you, but he made smart crates that will literally like suggest it'll read whatever song you're playing and then it will create a crate that will suggest like what you could right. play next. Right. Well, so like, okay, so a, a crate that. A crate. Okay, so I'm a little lost here as to what that is. So, like, basically, it's going to create a crate of like what you've been playing, right? No. So, a, a smart crate you can set up rules for, and then it'll okay. tell. So, like, I could set up a rule for, um, and I've done this before. Like, any song that has uh, hip hop in the genre, and it's between the years 2001 and 2011, or something like that. 
you know, so that I know I'm getting that 2000s, you know, hip hop, right? In the, in the era, right? That's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. super simple way of using it. You know, you, I had one that just had Justin Bieber as the artist, you know, back when I first started DJing. I, and it was like, when in doubt, Fetty Wap it out. Like, so I had a Fetty Wap smart crate. Like, so that way, anytime I add new songs that have Fetty Wap as the artist, it would add it. You know, so I think so what I'm saying is like on deck one, you're playing promiscuous girl. Mm-hmm. And then I want deck two, deck B, whatever you want to call it, literally to flash like three or four songs right there. I want to be able to like go, oh, like, oh, I haven't played that in a while or, or what. I, I mean, we're getting off track here. The whole thing. I love it. Because like, again, <laughs> like, I just want to keep my laptop and my 200,000 songs oh, here. I just I find it interesting that like technology, because like I was listening to uh, Mark Zuckerberg today on Joe Rogan and the 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 so he taught he's talking about like metaverse and he's talking about you know the oculus and that sort of thing and where eventually um we will be able to touch something in the metaverse and our senses will be able to feel it so like if you touch you know a banana if you Mm -mm. squish a banana you'll be able to feel that in your hand nope not Uh, me or or if like kevin if you and i wanted to do a podcast uh, you know, instead of doing it like right here, we would do it on the metaverse and basically be in our own studio so we could invite the yeah, guest in. But that. then take it a step further and like, let's say I wanted to shake Troy's hand. I could literally shake his hand and feel his hand. Wow. Right? Isn't that crazy? That's going to take your dating game to a whole new level, Shorty. Oh, baby. <laughs> I'll be three wives hey deep, and I'll be able to keep all of them because one of them will be in a headset, one of them will be in my ear, like, <laughs> and then I'll have one in real life. I don't know, man. I think, and then you have one upstairs that's reading a book because she can't yeah, watch in TV the dark, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> callbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, so there. I guess there is one thing that, of course, we're always pushing technology, but at the same time, there's always the people that appreciate old technology too. You know, there's still the people that love, like, you know, their. Um, Pac-Man, uh, you know, like arcade games and stuff. There's still people that are in love with vinyl, right? Like all that old mm-hmm. stuff. You know, I think sometimes love the, their vinyl, love their vinyl. Yeah, but you know, like the vinyl. charm of it all, the charm did, of I it put, all. I put that rap, like you were talking about, though, on there, and I love shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Jordans. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, and well, it matches your Jordans, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Just like yeah. right behind, uh, right behind Kevin, he's got the same pair right there. Those. Yeah, that's the holy grail right there. Yeah, UNC, right there, baby. Jordan ones. Um, when I see I got Joe ones Bund- on right now too. There you go. There you like, go. When I seen Joe Bund do the, the the Chicago on his uh, laptop that he or not laptop but uh, controller he gave away, I was like, I mean, well, that'd be perfect. That's exactly. That's everything I wanted. I wanted to get a skin, and I had no idea. On I mean. I mean, I didn't need a, a big wrestler on there or whatever, you know. Right. <laughs> like, that you don't want a Hulk Hogan? The Hogan on there, you know, or the Macho Man, or. Oh, yeah. And and now since the sex tape was released, we all know how big Hulk Hogan schlong is. So you could have just had that on there as well. I didn't even know, know that happened. So you don't know this? I didn't know. No. Yeah. So Hulk, do, Troy, do you know this story about Hulk Hogan? Oh, yeah, the the um, Gawker the Bubble whole, Love Sponge. Uh, Bubble Love Sponge wife or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, uh, so Bubba the Love Spawn. Yeah, so Bubba's. So oh, so basically, the from what I gathered, there's a documentary on uh, Netflix about it, I think, or oh some God, one of the there. one of the streaming channels, and they were talking about it, and basically like Bubba the Love Sponge filmed Hulk Hogan fucking Bubba's wife. I believe I have that correct. 
but Jeez. then it, it it got a little weirder because Hulk Hogan was like, and this this may be this I think this is correct. Demand's going to kill me if the story's wrong, but I think I had this correct. Hulk Hogan apparently was screaming the N word or something like during it was something crazy. It was something just that was when outlandishly was bizarre. That was when his son was in jail. Oh, okay, I got him confused. Okay. okay. I love Kevin. I love Kevin. Like had a sigh of relief. Like, oh, it's the N word when it's well. Again. As long as it wasn't during the sex tape, that's just like the instantly most popular shit in the world. If that's so I, true, I for a while. So, but yeah. So Bubba the Lost Bunch used to be at, be on WFLZ in Tampa. Uh, who was a it was it was on Stern's channels for a while as well. Mm. Like this tape, I, I think. Didn't he? Did did Bubba leak the tape? Isn't that what he did? He did. Yes, I think it was all set up and and filmed on purpose without Hogan's uh, knowledge. So, yes, that's what oh. it is. So Hulk took Gawker to court because Gawker's the one that released the video and sued Gawker dot com um, for like releasing the tape. But like apparently, like Hulk's uh, what do they call it? Uh, you know when a, a baby's holding a fucking apple? What is that? Is that a is baby that holding an apple? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So which I mean, it's Hulk Hogan. You know, like I mean, so he's, he's well he's hung is what you're saying. He's he's got a big schlong is what I'm trying to say. Nice. Not a sh- not a small schmeckle, a big schlong. <laughs> there you Troy, go. You've been wrestling for a really long time. <laughs> I got since you're here, oh, I no. just gotta ask. Oh, how fake is it? Uh we do know who's gonna win and who's gonna lose. So it is predetermined. Fake is kind of the wrong term to use mm. um, choreographed choreographed for sure um fake is what people get usually wrestlers they they get mad and that's why reporters get punched in the face and stuff when they call it fake that ain't fake um, dude because it's really not fake it's, it's the wrong word to use um it does hurt the wrestling ring is not a trampoline i've had several big jacked up dudes say they wanted to be wrestlers as soon as they got body slammed they're like oh they're i mean they couldn't believe how how much it hurt. Um, basically, it's a steel frame with two by fours and about that much carpet padding on there. Um, it, it's not soft at all. So you just got to know how to fall and protect yourself. It's all about protecting each other. Um, a little bit of showmanship, and there you have it. So, and this is the the WWE as well. Like you, you're kind of you know including pull all back uh, pull back the curtain a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, well, because I'm curious, because like I never, I never watched wrestling as a kid, right? But all my friends, and this is, you know, when I was in middle school, you know, high school, it was Hulk, the Hulk Hogan's of the world were, were you know, the 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 leaders of the pack, I guess you could say. And I, I don't know, I just never got into it, because, and I always thought it was fake, even as a kid. I'm like, this shit isn't real. Like, come on, like they, they're, they're like, you know, the the girl comes out and is cheating on him with her. It's it was this whole storyline bull. I don't know. It just to me like. But I, but I think you're right. Fake is probably the wrong way. And I also think, like, now that I'm older, I look at it and go, like, even if it's choreographed, you can still get hurt, like, oh, sure. tremendously. Like, you, there's still a huge risk there. So it's not like you're, you know, not landing on just a piece of plywood, right? You still have to perform the stunts and perform them safely, so. So do you practice all that beforehand? Like, do you practice that with uh, the guy you're going to fight or just with a random or, like? Really? I mean, you do all that when you're in training 
Uh, basically, you go to a school or you get per- trained by a, a wrestler um, privately. Um, they run you through the paces. Um, you basically know what you're doing, um, how to do things safely, and then, you know, you go to promoters, book you from there. Kind of like being a DJ, you get bookings, you know. You show up here, right. this is who you're going to wrestle. Um, basically, we know everybody, like, in the DJ community, you know everybody, so you kind of know who you're paired up with. Um, you guys have an idea of what's going to happen. You're told who's winning and who's losing and how. So you just come up with the match and how to make each other look good and something you both can be happy with and go from there. So what are your thoughts on the Vince McMahon situation then? I mean, that's been going on for years to be, I mean, you think he's, you think, you think he really, oh, for sure. That's you know? been going on since the eighties, I believe. And it's just now, I mean, I don't think him and Linda have even romantically been together in, since the nineties, I would think. Um, God, sounds like a lot of couples, Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton kind of sounds like they all just play a role. Right. 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 So, I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's been going on for a while. It just is now coming to light. So is what I'm dumb. So Vince McMahon is retired, right? He announced his retirement. Uh, So who takes over that organization now? I really don't know. It's a, since it's a publicly traded company, I mean, the shareholders and everybody really are, he was just, you know, the probably a voting CEO system or whatever. So he doesn't really, I don't know. Plus I really don't keep up as much. I mean, I watch it when my son watches it. Um, I usually watch right. the pay-per-views with him. I don't keep up like weekly. Like I used to. Um, it's kind of one of them things where, you know, I'm into learning about being a DJ. The music. Now yeah. The music and I spend my Free time, uh, you know, on the on DMS instead of WWE. Dude, I does love your, that. <laughs> does your son does your son want to get into it? I mean, you said he was like watching wrestling, and obviously you were a wrestler. So is there kind of that like I want to I want to emulate 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 emu, uh, It's tired. It, it wants to copy you. I'm just gonna say that. Troy, hello. Yeah, what's up? I don't think you can hear us. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. That was great. Everybody was just <laughs> that was like, so funny, <laughs> um, bro. We asked the question. You, I guess you couldn't hear it. And then Kevin goes hi. to go, yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Does your does your son want to get into wrestling, or would you would you would you want him to to be? If you said, Dad, I want to be a wrestler. I'm really trying to discourage that path. I mean, there's no money in it the chance of making it slim to none. So no, but my heart tells me, I mean, it's in his blood. That's all he thinks about night and day, just like I was. Um, so if he wants to try it, of yeah. course, I'm going to steer him in the right direction, but you know, I'll hey, make sure he has listen, man, wrestling got you to, to DJing. So, you know, it whether it's an end all be all, or it's a, stepping stone to something cooler. I, I do remember from Nepa's podcast, you said that he was like, you would come home and he'd be wearing like your wrestling boots and stuff like that. Like that's kind of a, that's a pretty cool image to have, man. You know, does he show any interest in DJing at all? Oh yeah, for sure. He loves it. He always wants, every time I leave, yeah. daddy, I'm going to come with you. Well, you got a few more years, buddy, but soon. How, soon. how old is he? 
six. He'll be seven in a couple months. So yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Joe Bun's son started DJing like what twelve, right? So you know you you got a couple years and he's there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Troy, what is the when you wrestled? Because now I'm fascinated. What is the worst injury you ha- you got? Injury, probably concussions. I got a pretty bad concussion that set me out for probably a year. So really, yeah. wow. What? Constant headaches, um, yeah. Really rung my bell pretty good, so I mean, I was like worried about getting back in there for a while. So that's about it, though. No broken bones, stitches here and there, but I mean, usually stitches are self-inflicted. So I love Troy. I love Troy says like stitches, like no big deal. And I remember I had stitches one time, and I cried like a fucking. 12 year old girl I was, I was i'm the worst when it comes to stuff like that like if if my arm is like open or whatever and i need stitches just just put some duct tape over it that's how we're treating that with me no i've, ne- I've never i can never be a wrestler never had stitches i've never broken and my, my worst bones. injury actually was outside of the ring so um right here what, what it was you march i tripped and fell at, at my shoot job out of a lift and tore my bicep off my bone so i mean right at the beginning of wedding season Oh, oh, yeah, that wasn't good. Well, I'll be I'll be honest, guys. Like ever since I became a DJ, I really started to like baby my body because I was like, right. I need to I need to be standing for, you know, upwards of like eight hours a day. You know, you got to yeah. do this. You, you know, it's it's more than 50 pounds you're picking up and putting down. You know, you don't just need to like go and get that office PT, you know, approval or anything like that. Um, when I was still. When I started DJing, I was still wrestling at the time, too. So on the weekends, I wasn't booked to DJ. I was having a match. Um, my boss was always, Jason was like, dude, you cannot get hurt. Yeah. Just come back in one piece. You need to just quit that wrestling stuff. And finally. Well, yeah, like you were talking about, like, you were talking about, like, babying your, your body. And, like, I, uh, as I get older, like, I, I, you know, things start to hurt and ache a little more. And I will say that like for us, all our stuff is on wheels. The TV booth is on wheels. My EV case is on wheels. Like the intelligent lights are on wheels. So like it is like, I don't get in the van like as sore, like still a little like, cause I've been standing, you know, DJing and stuff. But like, uh, you know, I've always told even guys around here that DJ, you know, at other companies or whatever, like that, you know, I talk to them like, dude, if you can find a way to put stuff on wheels and just roll stuff in and not have to literally carry stuff, like it, it literally will save your body. And I think that's, um, you know, that's something that we don't probably think about enough or is talked about enough, like especially in podcast or, you know, in seminars or, or DJ expos, like it's gear this and gear that. And it's like, I, I feel like, you know, there needs to be that conversation like, yo, like, you know, yeah, yeah, you want to be able to move when you're, you know, on a Tuesday and still not like struggle. So I think um, you found your keynote. My, you go shorty. Say it again. You found your keynote. Yeah, well, no, I don't. I don't want to. No, <laughs> I, I don't want to speak anywhere. No, it's not me. Kevin, you can do it. I gave you the thing. You just go up there. Just you know, at the end, be like, "Oh, and shorty uh, told me to say all this," and then just get off. <laughs> no, man, I don't think I ever want to speak again. I just don't. I don't know. It's- it was a great experience the first time. It was super fun, but I think I just, I think I spoiled my chances by rushing through an hour presentation in thirty five minutes because I was so nervous to propose to Teddy. Like <laughs> literally, like 
You can't. I think that if you that. did it and weren't proposing, it'd be different. I, I literally think if I did it again, and I wasn't proposing. I think that's why Joe Bunn gave me a second shot on the vault <laughs> stuff, you know, because he's because he. I went up to him after and I was like, "Yo, how'd I do?" And he was like, "You sucked." <laughs> and I was like, I know, but how was the proposal? He's like, that was the best fucking part, man, clearly. But, you know, like, you're just like, he literally said this, like, almost verbatim. He's like, you're just like me. You got the great ideas. It's just sometimes just like putting it out of your mouth is tough. Mm-hmm. Like, making the presentation, clicking a slide is very not me. Like, I, I literally, like, I would yeah. click a slide and I wouldn't talk about what was up on there, you know? Like, Mike Walter is great. Mike Walter's amazing at, at it. He's put m- together more. Oh, yeah, so what actually, hang on. So. We just mentioned the PhDJ podcast. We haven't really talked too much about them, like not being around anymore. Troy, I know you were a big fan Dude. of the PhDJ podcast, so Dude. we're basically the replacement, though, right? Like, <laughs> right for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're the replacement. Yeah, yeah. I, te- I believe so. Though. I literally was really- driving. I, I was driving back from Jersey, and I texted Joe Bon a screenshot of my of my uh, dash. I was listening to the last PhDJ podcast. And Joe Bun texts me back. I just started listening. He goes, he goes, just get to the end. He's like, I stroked your dick at the end. So, you know, I plugged your podcaster or whatever. I told him the idea, though. And I've, I said this at Expo and I've said this on the show. And Troy, you know, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong in this. I told them they need to keep the PhDJ podcast as is and have guest DJs on. So, like, they either pick a topic or Drew and Fuse come on and talk for 20 minutes about just a topic that they can throw up on, on the feed. And then if Joe and Mike ever want to just step in and do an episode here or there, they're still obviously, you know, are, are able to do that. That's my, that's my idea, you know? I think it works. Yeah. The guest host of SNL, you know? But until then, we're the PhDJ Podcast 2.0. Yeah. Right. Pretty hard dick joke podcast. I'm here for it. <laughs> here for it. <laughs> My man. Yeah. Uh, so we, we're kind of like wrapping a little bit here. Uh, it's it's a little later. And frankly, I can see Shorty just nodding off in between uh, segments. <laughs> I know you're not. Off. I know you're not, bro. You're actually sprightly as ever. I'm and I appreciate it. I'm enjoying Troy. You know? Yeah, we are. Troy, you, you're a great dude. I just wanna... think about it in my head that if I were a wrestler and like, listen, Troy, I am I, I love women to death. But let me tell you something. That fucking photo of you right here on your Instagram and you're, you got your phone out and you're taking a selfie or something. You bro. look, how would you say you were 50? Fuck that, man. You're like 35. Come 48, on. 48. 48. Bro, you, you come All on, day. man. You look, you look like you're 35, man. Well, you do wear it very well, Troy. You really do, do, man. Seriously. And this um, is me not, but kind of hitting on you. Okay, Troy, not, just throwing it out but there. But kind right? of. Not, but kind New of. bestie. Uh, Troy, you want to go ahead and plug yourself everywhere people can find you? Oh, yeah. Troy Miller, DJ, pretty much anywhere, any platform, uh, even on the B-Reel. Yeah, late. on the B-Reel, bro. You followed, I, you followed me like last week or two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, djsoundsolution.com for... All of your DJ or booking needs here in the state of Indiana. Hell yeah, man. By the way, before we get to dad jokes, you also have your own podcast, Troy. Yeah. I do. Behind the Lights podcast. There you um, go. Sorry, I, did I, I didn't want to interrupt you. No. I did have Joe Bunn on there, so I kind of peaked, and I don't know what to do from there. So, I don't know. It's kind of hit and uh, miss. You, I'm you, so, so from here, it's the Drew and Fuse show. Like you get the Drew and Fuse show on, and you've made it. Okay. 
Not us, the Drew and Fuse show. <laughs> please, please. The last, the last episode that we were guests on hasn't been posted, and it's been three weeks. Oh, no. So, <laughs> not naming any. Wait, names. the Drew and Fuse show? No, the last. The what? You probably don't even remember when we were guests on the podcast. <laughs> we so were guests on another podcast. You don't remember that? Like, oh, the, the Hockey's podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just still hasn't yeah, been it'll be up three yeah. weeks from now. It'll be up in a little bit. But true, I mean, I, honestly, I can say, dude, you're you're a you're a breath of fresh air in this world because you love your job so much, yeah, and I you're. I just hope people can see that through the Instagram. Dude, Hopefully, they can see it. I well, I don't even remember how it happened because it happened like a month and a half ago when I asked you to be on, but I was just like, dude, this guy just loves this community so much and everybody needs to know about him like if you're ever like at a point where you're like man i don't want to take this gig then just look at troy and remember that he's getting up at four he's got two kids he's got the dj life too like he's doing everything and then he's staying up until 11 o'clock at night talking to a couple of goonies about <laughs> dick jokes like you know like so i just who you are know I? you're uh, <laughs> yeah that's what he's doing after this uh, so you're an inspiration to everybody. You know, sometimes I need to humble myself, and that's one thing I love about doing this podcast is that getting to chat with people like you. Yeah, it, it brings me back down to my level. You know, we all got to stay uh, humble. I mean, like I said, ego is a big, big, huge. It can be a downfall. So yeah. we all got to stay yeah. in check. And basically, you know. By the way, count our blessings. I I can't wait. So I couldn't hear him. Oh, you were talking. Sorry. You keep cutting out in my headphones. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Shorty. What were you going to say? Hello? Yeah. Hi. What's up? I can't. Can I hear you guys? Can you? I just want to do dad jokes. <laughs> Wait, there you are. Hi. All right. I heard Kevin's laugh. Yeah. You all right? Uh, Troy, Troy was like breaking up out. Right? Yeah, and then sorry. all of a sudden I couldn't hear anything. You, you, you got to stay sorry. humble, you know, and this ego is a big part. It drives a lot of us. It could be our downfall. We just got to count our blessings um, and just be thankful for everything we have um, because it can all be taken away tomorrow. So we just got to gotta count our blessings, man. Yeah, and it um, almost happened right before, to all of us. Yeah. Right before we get to dad jokes, just want to announce breaking news. Uh, we have been posted up on the Hockey's podcast. There you go. Well, seriously? Woo! Just now. Just now. Just now. Uh, four minutes ago, Tony was literally like, has been trying to message me this entire time. He's like, quick question, quick. He tried to call me on discord and shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> not right now. Little busy. Um, all right. We're going into dad jokes. Troy, Troy, do you have, so do you have works. a dad joke? I do have one prepared. Yes. Shit, yes. yes. I was yeah. like, this is a dad telling a dad joke. How do we not do this? You know, would you like to go first? So Troy, like always, we rate the dad jokes one to ten. So, to get ready, okay, we're, we're harsh Just critics so you know, here. Every guest has gotten a ten out of ten on their dad jokes, so it's you know. <laughs> but all right, whenever you're ready, my friend. Why couldn't the pirate get through the alphabet? Oh, uh, because he's hold on. I no, I kind of know this because he. Stumbled over his R's. No. Damn, he got lost Kevin. at sea. <gasps> I'm not frozen. No. Bro, that's a misdirect. That's beautiful. Because see where I went with it. 
Everybody right. thinks was, you're going to go to R. R, you know? for sure. You got lost You would C. think. I was like, you got lost at C. You got lost at C. Burn post a, a dad joke the other day that was hilarious, too. You guys remember oh. that? Did you see Big Earn post that? No. No. About two antennas getting married. What? No, what is it? No. Two antennas got married. The ceremony wasn't much, but the reception was outstanding. Oh my god, dude. And it's a wedding joke? Let's go. Oh my god. If you have a third one, and just go just go, bro. Do you have a third one? You want to just take the whole segment? Like I don't have a third one. <laughs> Alright, cool. I do have one. I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it short and sweet and cute, kinda like that, right? All right. So kinda I did, like you. Kind of like short, sweet, and cute. All right. Uh, a sweater <laughs> I bought. Uh, that this I bought this sweater recently, and it was getting real annoying because it was like picking up static electricity like crazy. So I returned it to the store, right? They gave me another one. Guess what? It was free of charge. Ah! I love it. Free of charge. <laughs> Shorty just hates when I tell jokes. He's heard me tell like 6,000 jokes at this point. He's fucking over it. I used it. to do this on the radio. Like literally, I used to I used to yell at him. I think I just heard a dog yelp. Be... What? I just heard a dog yelp. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> this, this has been like one of the most distracted episodes we have ever had. However, I've learned a lot about you, Troy. Um, I think we got into some deep conversations. You, you pulled the curtain back a little bit, which was awesome. Um, do you have any closing thoughts for us? I just want to say you guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, I mean, there isn't too many podcasts out there now that can fill that void of the PhDJ podcast. But I think you guys are doing a tremendous job. And guys out here like me are listening. And uh, keep bringing us the knowledge, all them little nuggets. I mean, I'm like a sponge. I'm taking it all in. You You are the spongiest in the industry i think right now which sounds weird however dude like it's just it's 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 again like i could toot your horn forever that sounds sexual um it's it just bro it's it's super cool that you that you just soak it up like that and that you love it because you know there's a lot of a lot of people that could be reminded of the love that we have for what we do so uh thank you for being here shorty do you have any uh closing marks yeah, I want to say that I loved Troy's jokes, both of them on fire. Even though right. one was earned, still good. Kevin, uh, eh. I leave a lot to be desired. Yeah. I know it was okay. I'll just you just right. ask Teddy about it. Yeah, we'll talk about my dating life next week on the next. Show. How about that? <laughs> there you go. There you go. We ate up a little more time than we thought, huh? That's fine. All right, so stay tuned for uh, you know you know check us out next week. Um, actually, I think we might have a special guest that's going to be doing our closing outro for or, uh, this episode. So fingers crossed uh, that you get to hear it coming up in right now. Thanks for checking out the Radio Shorty podcast with DJ High Kevin. New episodes drop every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts as well as videos on our YouTube page. For exclusive clips and highlights, check out our Instagram and TikTok at Radio Shorty Podcast, and we will see you next Tuesday.